Okay, friends, a uh, few more notes on the practice. Now, as you begin to get a little bit more relaxed and centered and a little bit more concentration, as I've already mentioned, then you, you naturally start to feel like subtler uh, sensations in the body. And those sensations are always there, but our mind is normally too coarse or distracted to notice them. So when you gain uh, relaxation and awareness and concentration, or what I say, concentrated awareness, uh, that's to distinguish between concentration, where you're focusing on one object, concentrated awareness, where you're concentrated within a, a limited area, like the breathing body, or just around it. Uh, but there's still the alertness that notices uh, the coming and going, arising and vanishing of things, of the six senses. Anyway, uh, so then you also will start to can notice subtler mental phenomena, like maybe, you know, lights or colors or uh, some images or just subtler thoughts. There's a whole stream, like a subterranean river of uh, the unconscious mind that's kind of floating, like, you know, what's called the subconscious life stream. It's a collection of all the images and thoughts and memories of all of our past lifetimes. But normally we don't see it, of course. In dreams they come up. And at other times, but normally we're not aware of it. But you will start to notice more of these uh, things, perhaps, maybe not always, not, not everybody, but... Uh, and also, you know, very blissful types of sensations, and it's easy to kind of become fascinated with that. Oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, and you can try to, to hold on to it, especially like light and so on or just some other types of phenomena, or getting attached to the blissful feelings. So in mindfulness practice, we train ourselves not to get attached to them, because you can't control them. They're, they probably won't last very long. And when they go, you'll be disappointed if you're holding on to them, uh, if it's a pleasant one. Now, if, if it's an unpleasant one, of course, you'd like to let it go, <laughs> get rid of it. Uh, and also uh, some deep emotions, maybe out of the blue, you don't know why, but a, a deep emotion arises. And these are what I call little pockets of trapped karma that have been kind of, you know, repressed and trapped deep in the unconscious mind. And they, they can come up, especially when you get uh, relaxed and so on, they can come up. And you're like, well, where did that come from? You know. Uh, or other things like a big wad of sleepiness or something, you know. Uh, so we try to just see them also as just impermanent. It's like little bubbles of, you could, you could say, past <laughs> karma coming up. Uh, and not to attach to them. Whether it's a painful thing or whether it's a pleasant thing. If you just note it and kind of keep that uh, detached uh, awareness to it, it generally will vanish within uh, one or two seconds or uh, very shortly. 
Or you can apply your dharmic understanding to it. Okay, this is impermanence, just a, it's just a bubble, a, you know, trapped bubble of the past, and uh, not to feed it by identifying with it, uh, and so on. You know, all these things, the, the Buddha advises us to regard all these five aggregates as this is not me, not mine, not myself. That means in terms of the deeper, uh, or pure nature of the mind. It's just the condition. So, uh, it's just something to you know be aware of when the mind starts to, you know, want to cling on to some of those other things. And you know, just to develop that you know, attitude of a scientist. This is really like a scientific observation, scientific experiment. You know, seeing what the mind is actually is, is made up of. And it's just made up of m- moments of hearing, feeling, smelling, seeing, tasting, and then thinking and reacting to certain of those things. And it's all basically going on under the past, the, the force of the past con- conditioning and habits. Uh, and there's no one that really that can own or control them. But we can manage them. We as the meditator, basically, you could say, are just the manager, not the owner, uh, in the deepest sense. So we manage them, not to allow them to get out of control that it then, you know, disturbs us and uh, takes us out in all kinds of different directions. And so we manage it by applying whatever intellectual Dhamma knowledge we have about impermanence, conditioning, no self, uh, just uh, the five aggregates, uh, and then the mind will generally, they'll vanish or go away. Now, as I mentioned before, when you, when you eventually come to a, a state of kind of centeredness and kind of have that little buffer zone kind of around where, you know, things are not sort of penetrating uh, that uh, buffer zone. And, and again, uh, just you can bring up that, that feeling of just being like the spider web, that this nervous system really is, is really like that, like a spider web. And the spider's web is connected to the eyeballs, the ears, the nose, every cell in the skin, and even the mind. And, you know, it's just vibrating. Uh, and if you, you know, kind of cultivate that kind of background uh, what is called the ch- that's the chintamaya panya, the reflective uh, wisdom of just watching it. That helps to create that buffer zone in a more uh, stable uh, way. And then, when the because of the reactions, as the reactions stop reacting even to the painful things, then that's when the the, the sense of the I or the, the perceptions also don't uh, form so r- rigidly. The feelings of the body might seem to uh, get very faint or vague or even vanish. You might 
like feeling of your hands might disappear. You might really think, well, I can't feel my hands or other parts of the body or even the whole body. But you shouldn't be afraid of that. Actually, it's a very pleasant feeling. But it can scare people in the beginning. Anyway, that may or may not happen. But uh, And then to, to get a sense of just being an empty house. It's an analogy the Buddha gave many times. This, this body with the six senses is like an empty house or a village. You know, there's things knocking on the doors. Yoo-hoo! Anybody home? You know. But there's no one home to answer the call. That means to grab or to reject. There's just the awareness, like a seeing eye camera in the house, security camera. It sees what's going on, but most of them, they, they can't really do anything, right? So in the same way, they, it just sees things come and go. It sees a robber come, a robber go, <laughs> whatever. It sees a dog come into the house, and <laughs> the dog goes. <laughs> so. Uh, that's sort of that uh, attitude of the, that uh, experience of the, the mind when it reaches that. So this feeling, and then letting you know even the sense of the eye that was struggling before that also starts to just fade away. And it's uh, you know it's a very nice feeling. I can be attached to that one. That one's a good one, but. Uh, <laughs> Not too attached because it'll come back. So anyway, anyway, so that's the progression, you know, in the meditation. Basically, that's the progressive deepening of the the constant mindfulness, concentration, and wisdom. So first, we're mindful. Pay attention to the posture. Other things. And the moment-to-moment attention, the breathing, and then the mind gets concentrated. When that buffer zone arises, that's the hallmark, that's one of the signs of concentration. It's almost like you're kind of getting a little numb because you're no longer, uh, the pains and the aches are not grating at you so much. You know, They still might be there, but there's still a kind of a, a calm center in the midst of that. Uh, even though there still may be some, you know, thoughts coming and going, but they're no longer uh, taking one uh, out. And that is the time when then, instead of, but that's when people get trapped and they go, ah, this is so nice. And they kind of give up their effort. But that's the time that you need to double down the effort and not allow the mind to space out or uh, get sort of uh, complacent. But double down and, and, and then try to notice subtler and subtler uh, sensations and then to notice, the open up to the flow of impermanence. Uh, you know, body sensations, sounds, and especially those subtle urges when pains arise. You can see that first contraction of the mind around an itch or some other uncomfortable sensation. And, and uh, you know, if you can catch it right then at the very first uh, notice of that uh, sort of uncomfortable the mind's reaction then you can detach from it and see how it wells up it lasts for a few seconds maybe longer and then it comes to a peak and it kind of fades 
out and often just disappears. Again, if you wait, if you wait to, you know, a little bit longer, most of those pains, 90% or more, won't last more than uh, 30 seconds or an hour, <laughs> you know, uh, a minute or two. <laughs> okay. okay, one last thing. I mentioned that yesterday, but I didn't uh, give the details of it. This is when, you know, there's two days left in the retreat, really, of full uh, days uh, to practice. What is called the aditan, which means a determination period to kind of make a vow to yourself or determine, I'm not going to move for the whole hour. Come hell or high water, not not really, <laughs> but kind of like, but uh, so not to move. The the only movement that's allowable is if you've if your body has kind of slouched and the chin is down. Then just very mindfully straighten back up, uh, or very insignificant tiny little things, but in terms of moving your hands. So once you place your hands somewhere, try not to move them for the whole period. I've seen some people start like this, then go like this, then go like this. <laughs> you know, that shows that the mind is restless. And those little uncomfortable sensations are not really that bad. They're, and so to learn how to just you know, not to move, and those things will also go away as well as other kind of aches and pains. And I'll ring the bell after one hour, and just to signify to yourself that you know, it's been an hour. And then if you want to change your posture after that, you can, or keep sitting even longer. And uh, with the interviews, as far as I saw last time, there's only one person signed up. At nine ten, but uh, if you just move it back and wait until I, you know, signal the end of meditation. Because if I'm not there, then it's not you're not going to have anybody to interview with. So, uh, <coughs> okay. Does anybody have any specific question about what I just uh, mentioned? Okay. So, buckle up. Might be a bumpy ride. You start with setting up some three part breathing. Place your hands where you think you'll be able to keep them. <coughs> first feel the body grounded to the floor. Even while you're doing the deep, slow breathing, Feeling the hands touching together. 
Street back. Head balanced on top. Try to do at least nine or even twelve rounds of gentle three-part breathing, not straining at it. Just following the contracting out-breath down to the end, feel the last bit of air go out. And then the next in-breath. Expanding in breath, following it all the way up to the top, the base of the neck, holding it in a few seconds to feel the pause, and you're there for the start of the out breath. If you want to count your breaths for a bit, if it helps you, you can do that. Just maintain awareness of in, in, sitting, out, out, sitting. Cultivating that background understanding, impermanence. In-breath is impermanent, it has a beginning and an end. The sensations of the out-breath are impermanent, just arise and vanish. Even while you're continuing with the 
the breathing connected to the breathing body. Be alert for other sensations arising and vanishing in different places. Prickly sensations, body movements. The heat or sweat sensations. The touch of air on the skin. or pains in the background. The body keeps sitting and breathing. Sitting and breathing. Moment by moment, breath by breath, Turning up the power of the mental microscope. Notice subtler movements, sensation. Perception. If the mind comes up with a mental picture idea, just perception. If you think about it, it's just sankara, 
habit, thought. Allowing the awareness to open a little bit more, to feel more sensation, hear more subtle sounds, or detect subtler thoughts, intentions. pop into the mind, arise and vanish.
sensations from different parts of the body will just naturally come into view. Sensations from your feet or hands, torso, clothing touching the skin, sensations on the face. You don't have to look for them, they naturally just pop into view from time to time. Just arise and vanish. The breathing is still there in the background. Just get the sense of the spider web of the nervous system. Connected to the skin, ears, the eyes. The doors and windows of this body house. Just noticing more and more dots of feeling sound, thoughts just arising and vanishing, arising and vanishing, on the right, the left, in front, behind. Above, below, keeping the awareness relaxed and open.
even painful sensations, just sensations floating around in the background. There's so many other things to notice. It's cultivating that background understanding. Everything is just sensation, vibration, energy vibration, sound, sensation, even thoughts, just mental vibration. mental bubbles arising and vanishing If the mind gets stuck on any particular sensation, take a deep, slow breath to unstick it, entering the flow from moment to moment.
understand what the five aggregates are. material vibration painful or pleasant or neutral feeling the perceptions the mind's labels and pictures objects identified reaction to those objects and the me the I that's meditating Consciousness.
Just observing your body-mind process, the five aggregate process, as though it were just a movie happening within the mind, the body sitting and breathing. various thoughts or emotions. Just gradually just get the feeling of just being an empty house with nobody home to answer the knocking on the doors and windows. is there the knowing but no knower Awareness is there, but nobody that's aware. Just vibrations, thought bubbles, arising and vanishing. 
in the empty space. Even allowing the hard edges of the body to gradually dissolve. Even the house dissolves. With sensations, sounds, thoughts, they still arise and vanish through that expansive mental space.
If the mind contracts around the body or contracts around the self, take a couple of three-part breaths and let go, expand the mind back out beyond the body and self to just vibration. Awareness.
that is vipassana. Seeing the deeper nature, the conditioned mind as it is. As impermanent, always changing. The source of suffering, if you grab it, cling to it, identify with it. without any ultimate owner or controller. It's the free awareness. Floating awareness, moment by moment. Without a home to call mine.
all conditioned things, the five aggregates of clinging, are impermanent. All impermanent things have clung to with ignorance, bring strife and suffering. And all conditioned things are without any owner or controller. We just move along according to the laws of impermanence and karma. When one understands this with the eye of wisdom, one becomes disenchanted with suffering. This is the path to freedom. And there's no meditation without wisdom. No wisdom without meditation. One who both meditates and is wise is close to peace and freedom. Just continue on sitting longer if you can. Or if you have the interviews, you slowly get ready for that. even to be able to cultivate this awareness in the standing posture, even walking, is very beneficial.